0: Brandon Smith on the line coming to us from Eureka in the great state of Montana and uh, Brandon is doing terrific work with his website alt-market.us and uh, he has been fighting for freedom and he's been sounding the alarm bells about the creeping tyranny and totalitarianism south of the border he even has warned the world about the possibility of civil war in the United States we love having Brandon on the show welcome sir.
1: Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me
0: back. All right, so take the temperature of the United States these days in terms of how things are going. You just suffered uh, a humiliating defeat at the hands of the Taliban in Afghanistan. You've got a a president who has trouble staying awake, having fallen asleep in the midst of a photo op uh, with the Israeli prime minister. The guy looks terrible, he sounds terrible, and yet uh, he's your president. In the meantime, Some of the worst actors on the planet are looking at the United States and going, well, if we're going to take advantage of this situation, we better make hay while the uh, sun shines. And yet you get the sense that at some point uh, Biden is going to be pushed out to make way for, I guess, Kamala Harris. Uh, Paint a picture for me of the state of, of things in the United States now.
1: Well, I think that, yeah, the, the new nickname for uh, Biden is Slow Joe, and I, I think it fits pretty well. Uh, he definitely doesn't inspire confidence uh, in anyone, and, but I think maybe that that is the point. I think that um, maybe the purpose of uh, Slow Joe's administration is to uh, you know signal the end of uh, the American era, I guess I don't want to say American Empire. I wouldn't really call it an empire, but the American era, and uh, you know, the opportunity for other actors such as China to start taking a, a much larger role in the uh, in global affairs. And uh, I guess the you know most people are definitely very angry about how. Uh, the Afghanistan situation was handled, I'm, uh, you know, of the opinion that the whole thing was really, um, you know, it's, it had, there are ulterior motives for the whole thing. Uh, number one, I think that it's a distraction away from the, 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 Vaccine passport and COVID agenda, because now you have the whole country talking about Afghanistan and and no longer focusing on the the passports or the you know talk of uh, you know for future lockdowns over Delta that sort of thing. Um, everybody's talking about what happened over there. Uh, the other thing is that i I am concerned that maybe this is a relocation of assets you know we we did we did leave about 80 billion <laughs> in dollars worth of equipment over there but um, you know over the past year we moved uh, you know a lot more than that out of there and uh, you know I'm concerned that maybe this is in preparation for some other event uh, a crisis event maybe um, Potential enforcement of some kind of new mandate in the U.S. that would cause, uh, you know, the public to get very angry or to rebel uh, or possibly some kind of conflict that we're not aware of yet that's on the way and they need those assets elsewhere. Um, The way that Biden handled this was, you know, made no sense in terms of, you know, just uh, strategy the the issue of you know it's not so much the issue of pulling out u.s. troops because um by our uh, trump had already committed to removing uh troops over the course of the year um that's not so much the problem. The problem was that Biden pulled out – there are 17,000 contractors in Afghanistan, and that was the main force kind of holding the Taliban back. And Biden pulled almost all of them out overnight, and that's why you had that uh, um, blitzkrieg from the Taliban through the whole country into Kabul. He pulled out all these contractors overnight. Um, they didn't even have the people to maintain their uh, the helicopters and their air superiority um, for the Afghan army. So you know they didn't have the mechanics to maintain the the equipment. Um, they wouldn't have been able to defend themselves anyway from the Taliban. Um, yeah. The, so the removal of those contractors was really the key to everything and the fact that he left all these uh american c- uh, citizens and allies there uh and all that equipment it makes no sense unless there's some other agenda going on and we have to remember you know that the common the common mistake i think for a lot of people is to say well uh it's just incompetence it's you know uh, slow Joe, he's incompetent. Uh, he can barely read from teleprompter. That's why this happened. But you have to remember that Biden is is a puppet. He's a he's a front man. Um, it's his handlers that make the decisions, not him. And uh, they're they're evil, but they're not incompetent. So people need to remember that.
0: Right, and so um, it appears that with certain people running the show in the United States that the way that that was handled was was a deliberate attack against the United States, not from the Taliban, but from the people making the decisions at a, a high level of power in the White House and elsewhere in the Pentagon, whereby somebody decides we're going to embarrass the United States on purpose, we're going to hurt this country, we're going to demoralize the population, we're going to undermine its position in key areas of the world, We want to hurt the country. You have traitors in charge of the United States making uh, life and death decisions, and that's why this decision was made the way it was. It was a deliberate uh, way to undermine the United States, to hurt uh, America. Fair? Fair.
1: Yes, I would say that that's part of it that there are layers to this. Um, I think it's also about relocation of assets for some other event that's coming down the pike that we're not aware of yet, but uh, also, I think this is to signal uh, you know the end of the American you know uh, era and uh, you know signal a new era, a, a new world order, if you will. <laughs> um, where America's role has been diminished. And this is something that the globalists talk about all the time, that uh, America that America and Americans need to accept a uh, greatly diminished role in the world. Um, that's, this is something they, they talk about in the media and openly all the time, and it looks like this is the beginning of that. Um, it's also important, you know, I think that uh, there's a lot of people out there that think, well, uh, you know the U.S. military; they've been sabotaged. Uh, uh, they were kept from winning the war. Um, but I would say it's kind of the opposite of that. It's it's that going into this, the the establishment knew going into Afghanistan that there was no way to win anyway. Um, you you know, trying to occupy. A hostile country like Afghanistan with a standing army over the course of a decade or two decades, um, there was no chance we were going to win anyway. At most, we would be able to hold... Uh, ground in certain areas, but we were never going to win. And they knew that going into Afghanistan. Um, I think most people in the U.S., uh, most Americans wanted out of Afghanistan anyway. It's just the way that the exit was handled um, was is completely absurd. You know, Biden could have uh, created a green zone around Kabul. Um, and the provinces uh, around Kabul bordering Pakistan, he could have easily uh, even set, uh, cut off a piece of Afghanistan and created a whole other country um, that would have been much easier to protect and hold uh, compared to trying to hold the, the entirety of Afghanistan. And then anybody who didn't want to be under Taliban rule could have you know, moved to that country instead, but he didn't do that. Uh, He didn't do anything like that. Um, He just pulled out all the contractors and left a bunch of our allies there and and, uh, said, you're on your own. So um, that's that's the main problem Americans have with that situation.
0: And when you talk about uh, the reallocation of resources for some kind of event, I mean, Donald Trump uh, has come out and warned of another 9-11 type attack on the United States. And he was doing so within the context of refugees continuing uh, to be allowed into the country. Well, guess what? I mean, uh, there's a lot of Afghani people are going to be coming to the United States, and not all of them want what's best for America. Some of them may have uh, been terrorists, um, you know, intent on, uh, you know, damaging the country even further. And so Trump has come out and said, is this what you're talking about when you're talking about reallocation of resources is... Of putting all this hardware into the hands of terrorists and then uh possibly looking ahead at some kind of attack on the United States
1: that's a possibility and uh it is it there are some similarities i would say to what happened with isis where uh, you had the CIA and other, uh, you know, covert operations going on in Libya, and then all of those arms that were uh, captured in Libya somehow got siphoned out to Syria and to uh, Lebanon where ISIS, where the groups that would become ISIS were training, and they got their hands on all those arms, and that's what helped build ISIS and start the uh, insurgency in Syria. Um, this seems very similar where all these arms were left behind for the Taliban, and then you already have you know, groups like I – don't, I don't know what they're calling it, ISIS-K now. Um, it seems like all these arms will probably end up in the hands of people who will try to use them against, against America. So, yeah, there's a chance that uh, one day we'll have you – know, somebody will show up with a Hellfire missile and, and uh, you know, take out a crowd of people. Um, I I definitely uh, would not be surprised if something like that went
0: down. Meantime, on the COVID front, uh, you've had a couple of key uh, FDA officials quit recently uh, from that organization. They don't like the fact that it's being run out of the CDC. Uh, Talk about the uh, tail wagging the dog here. And so they've raised issues around uh, forcibly uh, inoculating children. The science suggests that they're not the ones getting sick from this and not, not the ones spreading it. But here, what you, here you have it. I mean, is it possible that much of the narrative uh, around the pandemic is starting to break down as people begin to see uh, and become extremely wary of anything that, that Dr. Fauci has to say? Um, how do you see that uh, playing out in the weeks ahead?
1: Well, I think there's been uh, skepticism from the very beginning over the, the entire handling of the COVID situation. Uh, and that's why you have um, <clears throat> I think that's why they've been struggling to push the vaccination rate past 50 uh, percent in most states. Um, you know, the, the CDC themselves were basically lying about the vaccination rate for months, saying it was uh, 67% and yet closing in on 70% and then uh, you know the data for the states um, completely contradicted that it was closer to 50% uh, then they lowered their their numbers to 60% and now they're saying um, it's still I, I think it's closer to about 50% for for the vaccination rate which means you know uh, as far as um, the US is concerned um, that's kind of an amazing number because uh, the the amount of propaganda, the the amount of disinformation that they've been pounding uh, the public with um you would think that the vaccination rate would be much much higher i'm actually personally surprised that they haven't really been able to push it past 50 percent that that half the country is resisting this so that's a huge deal um and it shows that there's a lot of uh skepticism and distrust of uh the cdc and um, of course pharmaceutical companies i don't know why anybody would trust them uh also I think that uh, that's why partly why this whole Afghan, Afghanistan situation was handled the way it was. I do think um, it was partially to distract the American public from this, this uh, conflict over the, the vaccine passports. Um, the thing with the, the uh, FDA is interesting. I mean, they're the ones that, um, you, know, gave the official thumbs up for the, the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, right in time for the, uh, the uh, U.S. school season to start. And um, I think that that was done because what they uh, want to do is uh, have uh, COVID vaccine requirements for school kids if they're going to go to public schools. I think that's the goal. And they had to have FDA approval of the vaccine before they can inf- enforce it in the schools. Um, so I don't trust the FDA or the CDC, to be honest.
0: Well, I don't blame you. Um, I hope we get you back real soon because it's, uh, we, we could easily talk for another hour uh, and not exhaust all the topics. But I mean, if you take a long look at the state of freedom in the United States, the state of the Republic, um, what, where are we at right now? Where's the world at? Where is America at?
1: I think that we are uh, divided. I think we're we're uh, greatly divided. Uh, I think that we're divided along the lines of you know what all what all great conflicts have uh, you know been triggered over, which is there are people. Who want to control other people, <laughs> and then there are people that just want to be left alone. <laughs> and those—that's the division, um, and we're starting to see that stark division here in the U.S. And I, I, I really think what it's leading towards is, at least initially, I think it'll be a, a leading towards some kind of a soft c session of uh, you know more conservative states from. Uh, The federal government and from the blue states. I think the red states are going to start dictating their own terms uh, a lot more aggressively as as the situation, um, you know, progresses. So. Uh, you know, And then, of course, tyrants never let you just walk away because they think you're a property. They think that they own and control you. You can't just walk away from the situation and do your own thing. Um, that would be setting an example that they don't want. So uh, ultimately, they're going to try to come after uh, any red states, red counties that that defy or refuse to comply. And ultimately, I think that will, will lead to war in the U.S. Um, it'll be a, a domestic war.
0: Wow. And do you see any Canadian provinces playing a role in that?
1: Um, well, I'm, I'm hearing that on the, you know, the, the western side of Canada, that there, there are a lot of people who definitely are not uh, on board with the COVID agenda. Um, I'm hearing... That Alberta is uh, specifically uh, much more non compliant, or that, that there are a lot more non compliant people uh, than on the eastern side. So, um, you know, I, it remains to be seen. I think if you have a situation where, you know, mo- uh, states like Montana, Wyoming, the Dakotas, uh, Idaho, if, if they all uh, start unifying, to uh, defy this, these mandates, then you could see even, I think, um, people across the border joining up with that.
0: Wow. Interesting times ahead. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on the show. Please come back soon.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to.
0: Brandon Smith coming to us from Eureka in the great state of Montana.